Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello everyone and welcome to Back Chat. It is Wednesday afternoon, um, for me at least, here in the, in the UK. Um, if you ever want to join us live, of course, I can see there's a few of you waiting already, which is which is so lovely. And I really, really appreciate your support. Um, if this is your first time, welcome as well. My name is uh, Christine Jaregiberry. I nearly forgot my name there. And I'm a yoga teacher. I specialize in yoga for scoliosis. And really, this is what we are talking about in this show, um, sometimes it's me teaching or telling or giving tips or um, telling you something about a specific topic. Sometimes I do have guests on as well. So if this is your first time, you might want to look back at some of the previous episodes. Last week, we had a great episode with um, Hand Wash, and I'm still probably not doing very well with her surname but she's got severe scoliosis she's one of my students actually and a yoga teacher herself and um, she's shown us some impressive um, before and after pictures and her x-rays too and and the feedback I got from that episode has just been amazing and just how inspiring she is and um, the way that she really made a huge difference to her curvature so it, it really means a lot to me guys if you you know all of you commenting and all of you uh, liking my videos and and following me and encouraging me obviously as well to to continue um, but yeah this is not about me this is this is about you really and I want to make this as relevant as possible for you of course so today I'm going to be talking about uh, my tips for your home practice and how you can create a home practice for you and for your, your scoliosis. Because um, let's face it, we are all individuals. So we all need individual attention, right? And who is the better person really than you to uh, look after your health and your well-being? So those of you who are here in the chat, make sure this is obviously a solo episode here. So um, feel free to ask your questions. I will do my very, very best to, to answer them as well. I have a few things prepared, obviously, that I'm going to be talking about. Um, so feel free to let us know where you are in the world. If you've got scoliosis yourself, um, maybe what your struggles are, what you find difficult about creating your home practice do you practice already um, or are you still kind of hesitating and not quite sure where to start? Um, good. So before I get into the topic, just very briefly, I wanted to let you know about the webinar, which I'm running on Sunday, Sunday, which is the 12th and it's at uh, 7 p.m. my time. That's GMT. And it's a free training, completely free. You can find the sign-up link in the description below. 
and it's about it's all about how to practice yoga safely with scoliosis so it's a slightly different format than this um, it's not just me talking but i'll be showing you it's a proper presentation so i'll be showing you some some slides as well and we'll kind of go into a little bit more detail than we than we do here in these back chats and really understanding what it is we need to know when we're practicing yoga with scoliosis and what might be kind of a safer way of, of practicing. Um, so make sure that you sign up for that. Again, it's free of charge. Um, it's quite a nice way as well of all getting together and this community is, is getting so, so big and, and lovely really. And it's a nice way of connecting before Christmas as well. And I always, this is a one way thing, right? I can't see you guys, obviously I, I can acknowledge you in the chat and I always love it when you're, um, leave me comments in the chat as well. But um, in the in the webinar, we'll be on Zoom. So hopefully I can see you, you can see me, we can connect, we can chat, uh, you can ask all your questions. So make sure that you sign up for that. Again, the link is in the in the description below and completely free of charge. If you can't make it at that time, at my time, uh, GMT 7pm, which I think is five hours so 2 p.m eastern time if you are in the us um if you can't make it live on sunday then it will be recorded and you will be sent the recording but only if you register so again make sure that you register good hi crystal crystal is saying hello she's from oakland california in the us so i think you are um is it eight hours behind us i think so Maybe this. So it's 4 p.m. for me right now. Lovely. So Linda is saying she's hoping to make it on Sunday from Vancouver Island, Canada. Is that EST as well? Is that Eastern time? So that might be 2 p.m. your time. Great, Linda. So I really look forward to seeing you there as well. So um, again, everyone, if you do want to, if you want a free training session, then come on Sunday, register via the link below. And um, yeah, we'll talk, we'll really talk about, you know, what's safe, what might not be so safe with scoliosis. So if you are relatively new to me, then definitely make sure that you come. Oh, PST, um, Linda. So that's, that again, might be eight hours. Make sure you check the time before you come, basically. Good. Jilly is saying um, good vibes from a wet and windy Derbyshire. Lovely. Thank you so much. Um, right. So I'm going to be going into our topic. Again, those of you who are here, feel free to, to let me know if you're already practicing at home right now, if you're finding it difficult, uh, what's holding you back, because again, then it can make it more relevant for you. But I've kind of tried to narrow it down a little bit to get you really my best advice for your, your home practice and Number one, I think, and that's probably the hardest bit, is making a commitment, right? Um, and and I know this is kind of, it's sometimes easier said than done because we all have all these plans and we think about, oh, yes, when this is finished, I'm going to have the time to practice yoga. When this and this is done, then I'm going to be practicing yoga, no, you kind of have to, even if it's the worst timing right now, can you make a commitment 
to practicing your yoga. And that doesn't mean you have to practice two hours every day, right? And we are, we will be getting into this, but can you find time in your calendar? And this might just be five minutes, maybe it's 10 minutes, but can you make a fixed time slot? And, you know, if you have got children or you know if you've got obviously other commitments that you have it's sometimes difficult to to um keep to a regular schedule but really i in my opinion this is the the thing that works the best if you choose a time and maybe that's seven o'clock in the morning maybe that's seven o'clock in the evening right maybe you find 15 minutes at lunchtime but see if you can put it into your calendar and then make a commitment, tell other people about it, tell other people that you are going to practice yoga, let's say for a month, every day, and we'll, we'll see what happens. It doesn't have to be a, a lot, maybe it's just one pose, right? But really, it's that decision um, is, is kind of the first step. So you made your commitment to yourself, you put it into your calendar, and then I think what helps as well is if you create a nice practice space, right? There's, there's, for yoga, you do not need a lot, to be honest. You know, you can buy all the fancy equipment or, and all of that that doesn't necessarily help to practice the yoga. And sometimes people stop there. They get all the gear and they get all their blocks and their bolsters and their mats and all the things but they don't actually use them. So in a way, I'd rather you start with a yoga mat. <laughs> if even that, you know, your, your carpet might be uh, completely enough, but have a fixed practice space. So have a space like for me, it's downstairs in my, in my front room where you see all my videos being filmed as well. That is my practice space. That's the space where I can close the door um I can make it really nice you know I've got a fireplace there I can if I want candles around even though health and safety maybe not but you know what can you do to make it nice maybe you put some flowers there or whatever you like so that you actually enjoy being there so don't practice next to your uh pile of laundry right don't practice next to whatever your your kids toys and you just the whole time you're there you're just thinking about oh i just need to tidy things up right see if you can if you can find a place right so you're almost like you're creating your your little bubble and it this is part of the practice it's part of of self-care right this is this is the time for you and i always say this in my wednesday class in my um in my group session the yoga for scoliosis one um make this commitment to yourself that this is your time to look after your health and well-being right so this is this is really really important and i think making it look nice and making it a, a nice practice space is really part of it good so let me know guys if i'm not done by the way <laughs> But if that resonates with you, um, what is holding you back, right? Why, why is it that you're maybe not practicing? And maybe you do practice, right? Maybe you have already an established home practice. In which case, tell us what works for you, right? Share with the, with the community what are kind of the things that help you 
obviously all I can do is, is tell you what helps from, helps me and um, what helps my clients. And really the practice transformation, my online course, which is coming up in January, is all about this. It's all about creating your home practice and, and really what we do do in this in this um in the course and this kind of brings me to to point number three is i give you homework right and i tell you you're going to be practicing three poses every day now you can choose which ones they are and i'm in the practice transformation you can't you have a list of poses that you can choose from um but your job is then to practice three of them every single day and maybe at the moment that's not possible for you, right? Maybe it's one pose a day. Um, everyone can find five minutes. Everyone can find 15 minutes, right? If they're really honest. But maybe that sounds daunting for you right now. Maybe you, you need to stick with one pose. Um, so my point being is, Make it something that is actually practical for you and that is sustainable. It's not going to be helpful to say, I'm going to practice one hour of yoga every day. Um, maybe that fits into your life. Who knows? But I don't know many people who are able to practice an hour of yoga um, every single day and, and find that it, this is sustainable. So I'd rather you keep it small. And again, this is in the practice transformation. That's a reason why I say three poses, right? And then sometimes people are like, I've practiced them, all of them every day. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't. You just practice three of them every day. Um, because it's going in the long term, this is going to be much more beneficial because also then you can narrow it down to what works and what doesn't work. If you practice, loads and lots of poses every single day you don't know what's making a difference right so in a way you're much better off keeping it small lovely hi Teresa Teresa's here she's one of our shine members she's saying uh, I practice every day currently at 7 a.m during the week and a little later on weekends good so so she's obviously she's narrowed it down she's she's put it in the calendar 7 a.m in the morning that's her practice time. And okay, having a little lion on the weekends, right, will we'll give you that. And I think that's fantastic. And I think practicing, there's something about practicing first thing in the morning as well, right? I do love her evening practice, don't get me wrong. But sometimes, especially with scoliosis, if um, being in one position for a long period of time, no matter which one it is, and I'm talking about sleeping here, uh, is usually our bodies are not so happy with this, right? So very often I hear this all the time with scoliosis, people wake up in the morning and they don't really feel rested or they feel like they need a little bit of time to get into their bodies and get moving and, and um, you know, kind of reset after sleeping. So I think that's very clever. I think saying that, you're doing this every every morning, first thing in the morning, I think is is a great thing to do. And again, it doesn't have to be um, a really, really long practice, right? It can just be a very short one. 
Lovely. So Krista is saying, I'm trying to start a home practice. I find it very helpful knowing that I only need to practice for a short time. Yes. And, you know, again, Crystal, I, I, I've, I've kind of been not telling people off. I don't usually do that. But <laughs> um, I kind of had to tell some of my clients to do less because they were, they were really excited and they were, you know, getting really into it. And I think especially if you have committed to an online course and um, you are you are in the program and you learn new things, obviously you want to try them all out. But I've kind of tried to hold people back a little bit and say, no, let's do a little bit less and really notice what it was, what, what difference it makes, right? And this is this is also part of my of the way that I teach and the way that I practice. Um, and what is really motivating is if you feel that this is making a difference to you, you are much more likely to continue, right? You are if you are doing a really strong practice and you just feel sore or you know already you're going to feel sore the next day, maybe yes, okay, maybe you're strengthening your muscles there, but you're just going to feel awful the next day that's not going to be motivating, right? And you're probably not, you're going to be putting it off. And I, I sometimes think, and I don't like going to the gym, I don't go to the gym, to be honest. But I see there's a lot with people who are going to the gym, who are then sore for two days afterwards. Um, which kind of, yes, okay, maybe they like that. And maybe they, they, you know, they find it motivating. But to me, this would not be motivating if I know I'm going to be feeling worse after than, um, than before, right? Good. So obviously, we've, we've made the commitment to ourselves. We have made a plan. We've, we've got all the things that we need. We've got our practice space ready. We've made that commitment. Even if it's just one yoga pose, I'm going to be practicing every day. Um, then the next thing is, of course, what do we practice? right? What are the, what might be the poses that we might want to practice? And obviously, if you have a little bit of experience, if you've been going to um, yoga group classes, I'm sure you'll have some favorites. I'm sure, and maybe those of you are, who are here right now, what are your favorites, right? What are the ones where you know, this is going to be great, I'm going to feel amazing afterwards, that's kind of going to be one of my my regular poses and just just type it in, into the chat and i i certainly have some of these poses um where i'm like well i know nowadays obviously if i feel like this i need to do that if i feel like that i need to do that and again that's something that you learn in the practice transformation where we go through um kind of a variety of things that you can do um, for when you're feeling achy, when you've been standing a lot, when you've been sitting a lot, and kind of start your, your practice from there. But in the beginning, when you're just starting out, you're going to have to start somewhere, right? You might not have a whole catalog of poses that you can practice, in which case, why not follow a video, right? And you are here on YouTube, of course, unless you are listening to this on Spotify or on your on your app, uh, your podcast app. Um, but if you are on YouTube, there's millions of videos on there, right? And 
lots of great ones. It's kind of trying to figure out which ones are the good ones and the bad ones, of course. And then maybe finding uh, something that obviously that that is easy enough for you to do to start with right now. And obviously I have hundreds of videos, so you are very welcome to have a look at um, some of those YouTube videos as well. The more you practice, the more you know what works and what doesn't work for you. And, and I feel sometimes people are a little bit afraid to try out new things. Okay, so Teresa is saying cat, cow and puppy pose this week. Yes, love love those as well. They're really, really nice. Puppy pose is just a, such a nice way to lengthening. And then cat, cow is really lovely to get a little bit of movement into the, the spine. But this is obviously goes back to um, if you have been to a yoga class, if you have been to just a general yoga class, I'm sure you will have come across some poses that you really enjoy. You might not know the name of it. That doesn't matter. But I'm sure there will be something where you are like, oh, that feels amazing. And that's maybe where you want to start with. Um, but then the next thing, kind of what I wanted to mention here is don't, don't be afraid to experiment sometimes. Now, I don't recommend experimenting when you are in pain, um, even though if you think like it cannot get any worse, then, you know, that might be a solution for you. Um, but otherwise, if you're, if you're generally feeling good, then try out some different things, right? There's not just one way of, of doing something. And um, again, in in certainly in my weekly yoga classes, we do different things every week. We don't just do the same thing because I think it's super important um, that we challenge our bodies and our brains as well to do slightly different things. If we always do the same thing, we're going to have the same outcome at the end of the day. And our bodies and brains get used to it and it kind of becomes autopilot. So if, again, if you always do the same things in the beginning, that's useful um, for learning, but kind of in the longer term, you do want to bring in some variety, obviously, as well. Good. And and another thing, obviously, with, with scoliosis, mm, it's, it's sometimes hard to establish which are the poses that might be good for me, that might be productive for me and my spine and which ones are not so great and this is really what we're going, going to be talking about on Sunday in the webinar in the training um, so if you missed me talking about this in the beginning make sure you sign up for that it's free it's the the link is in the in the description and it's it's on zoom so I you'll be able to ask your questions properly not just here in the in the chat I can see you, you can see me if that's what you want. Otherwise, you turn off your camera. Um, but it's a more of a presentation style. So there's some slides and um, we'll be kind of going into a little bit more detail there of why some yoga poses might be better than other ones and how you can really practice um, and make sure that you're 
staying in the in the safe zone. Now we cannot guarantee complete safety, of course. Um, you can be not safe by walking down the street and something awful is happening, right? There's there's never a guarantee for complete safety. But there are definitely ways, safer ways to practice um, with scoliosis um, than others. So make sure that you you come to that. Make sure that you sign up for, for that webinar. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Okay, so we're establishing what to practice. Maybe some familiar poses like cat, cow, puppy pose, downward dog. Maybe you love downward dog. Maybe you hate downward dog. Then no. Um, maybe you've got some other favorites that you, you kind of want to start with. But you 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 going in a kind of keeping it bite-sized right you're not overdoing it you're doing a little a little bit every day and then you just monitor yourself right and and see how do you feel during the pose how do you feel after your practice and then how do you feel the next day so really really important to just assess and see what's working for you and what's not working and again um, that's what the, the the practice transformation is for. You get your plan, you get you pick your three poses, you practice them every day, and then at the end of the week, we we talk about it, right? We talk about the things that worked, we talk about the things that didn't work, and slowly by slowly, you're going to build up your catalog of things of poses that are going to be productive for you and your body rather than anyone else's really because that's the whole point of a home practice right and that's the whole point of um of yoga in my in my opinion right that this is about you and fine we can say you you are part of everything around you so it's about everyone as well and this is a whole other uh, a whole other conversation but it starts with you at the end of the day and it starts with you making the yoga work for you and your scoliosis curve rather than you trying to put yourself into a shape that somebody else has suggested that maybe works for their body but you obviously have a completely different body and something else going on for you so once we understand this, everything changes. Then your then your whole practice will change, right? You will you will um, do things differently, maybe than your teachers are suggesting. You might be deciding not to do certain things. You might be deciding to skip one side, right, and just only do it do it on on one side. But to be able to get to this point. Um, you really need to make that commitment, obviously, to yourself that you're going to become interested in your scoliosis, right, and in your body. And again, um, the practice transformation, the big part of it is understanding your curvature and your specific case of scoliosis. And yes, I do highly simplify sometimes in my videos and I, I say S-curve scoliosis. But guess what? Or the S-curve scoliosis, one might be, they're both called S-curves, but one might look very different from the next. And 
uh, that's what we're going to be talking about next week, actually, here on Backchat. We are going to be talking about S-curves and maybe some adaptations um, of yoga poses. But it's really important that you know what's going on in your body and then you can make a, then you can make a difference, right? And um, again, if you've missed last week's episode with Hend, uh, who's got severe scoliosis. Now, she didn't get the right measurement there, right? But, you know, we would think it's probably at least a 90-degree cob angle. That's a big scoliosis curve. And the the difference that she's made is just amazing. And, yes, she's a yoga teacher herself, so she's really committed, obviously. But she put in the work. Um, she practices every day. And it paid off, right? And she feels great and she feels so different in her body because she started to not just do things like everyone else is doing, but started to personalize it to her body, to her specific curvature, and um, which is a, a, a right thoracic curve, but a very severe one. So you can imagine, or maybe you can imagine, that this creates a very, very big structural imbalance for her. So, of course, the rest of the body needs to be adjusted accordingly. And um, for her, it was very important to, to learn how to adjust her poses. And actually, when she talked about it last week, she was mentioning how um, in, the, in, the, in the course, in the four weeks course, in the practice transformation the poses were simple, right? There wasn't anything super advanced in there. Some poses are a bit more challenging, but most of them are quite simple. But what has made the big difference is that um, she learned how to adjust them for her curvature. And maybe she does well, she does them differently on one side than the other. Um, she has these little tweaks now where she can derotate, where she can lengthen. And um, this is really what's made the big difference. Good. So Adisa is saying, I'm new. Is she a doctor? Uh, who, are you talking about me or Hend? So Hend is not a doctor. I'm not a doctor either. I am a yoga teacher. So I'm speaking from this perspective of practical information. I have scoliosis myself. So I come at from my own practice. And then I come to it from practicing or, or working with loads and loads of students all over the world who have got scoliosis. So I don't have a medical training. However, I do have training in um, kind of physio physiotherapy training and very specific scoliosis specific training. So this is just something to bear in mind as well just because somebody is a doctor or physiotherapist or whatever osteopath chiropractor it doesn't necessarily mean that they know about scoliosis i find that this is a very very different very niche subject and you're only going to be knowing about this if you are really into it and if you're really interested in it and those there are some amazing specialists all over the world and obviously there are some amazing doctors that specialize in scoliosis um, there are some amazing specialist physiotherapists that um, 
know about scoliosis and that specialize in working with scoliosis. But it still tends to be kind of a subject, in my opinion, um, that the awareness of is is not quite there and sometimes the knowledge is is lacking and and i don't know if you agree with me but this is really what i'm here to do right is to get people um curious obviously and get them to be proactive as well about learning about their bodies learning about their scoliosis um and then applying what you've learned and practicing in your body and seeing how it feels seeing how it feels on on one side seeing how it feels on the on the other side front back all of it rotation so thanks for asking but this is this is just to clarify and this is um this is my perspective and this is where i'm coming from this is where um yeah this is this is what is important to me that you understand and really it's about applying right it's doesn't it's no uh use of reading loads of books um studying all the things and then not applying applying them so that's especially important in yoga and i don't know if um you know those of you who are going who practicing yoga sometimes people teachers say this it's 99 99 practice one percent theory and mm, Maybe I don't completely agree with that because I think for scoliosis, if you're working with scoliosis, you do need some anatomy knowledge, right? You do need to, you need some theory, right? You do need some of that information. You do need to read some studies about what works, what doesn't work. But the practice is a very, very important part of it. And um, again, if you start with yourself, that's, kind of that's the the biggest difference that you're going to make because nobody no health professional no doctor no chiropractor no yoga teacher will know your body as well as you do so you might as well start and yes sometimes we discover we we kind of make mistakes along the way um but then we change things up we learn from them and we kind of change direction but if we just do nothing we're unable to learn anything, right? This is sorry, this is kind of what I say to my children all the time. <laughs> but um, it's true. Good. Uh, da, 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 da. Linda is saying I was unable to sign up for the Sunday webinar using the link in the presentation notes because I couldn't activate the privacy approval. It worked when pasted the link into a new tab. Thank you, Linda, for mentioning this. Anyone else having problems with that? Um, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, but you obviously found a way around. So well done, Linda. Um, yeah, okay, I'm going to have to look into this. So it, it worked when you pasted the link, but it didn't work when you clicked on it. Okay, so Adisa is saying, I have to say, I often forget I have mild scoliosis when doing yoga. For some reason, all of the yoga feels good. And you know what? That's great. Um, and I I was the same when I started yoga. I fell in love with it, right? I was like, oh, this all feels amazing. And if it stays like that, 
then great. But what I find very often is that if you start practicing yoga, you become more aware and you'll be more aware of things in your body, right? I don't want to kind of put things into your mind, but what I can tell you about my practice was that I started to realize that I'm only using half of my body because half of my body is strong and half of my body is just not participating, right? And this is something I I um, hear over and over with, with scoliosis as well. And that's when I started to adjust. And maybe there is no need for you, right? If your scoliosis is really mild, maybe you don't need to change anything up, right? If it's working for you. But if it is if 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 you feel like no there's something i need to change then you might have to look at the way that you are practicing good crystal is saying i couldn't find it now are you well you are on youtube because you're in the chat here so it's in the description crystal you will see um that it says free webinar i think um and if somebody is able to paste the link of the free webinar into the chat that would be super helpful. And then people can just click on it. Um, I can't do it from here right now because I'm going to be messing up my, my live stream. But you should find it if you look under the, uh, not the comment se section, obviously, but if you look in the part underneath the video, the description, you will see the link. Um, so again, it's 7 p.m. my time, GMT. And it's on Zoom. Good. Uh, okay. I'm going to try and say your, your first name, Chan, Chandra Prakash. <laughs> Lovely. Chandra. Is that it? Is that the moon? Um, can we do full playlist of thoracic curve in one time? No, I would not do that, right? Um, <laughs> and maybe you missed the beginning part of this, right? Where I said, in a way, I, I feel it's better if you do a little bit every day it's much better than doing a full playlist once a week right you're going to make a much bigger difference if you're going to do one video um, a day and but you're going to do this regularly you're going to commit to it and do it every single day okay adisa saying aside from yoga i also do foam rolling oh sorry get my phone on um I also do foam rolling off my back and this is somehow eases the muscles which get stiff. Is foam rolling upper back generally looked down on? No, I don't think it's looked down on. Um, it depends kind of how hard I feel. Sometimes people overdo it a little bit and the foam roller is, is too um, too hard. But, you know, if it if it feels good for you and if you feel like you're getting a little bit more movement um by by doing that then then great right um it depends what i don't recommend is that you're lying on your side on a hard foam roller especially if it's in your ribs for long periods of time and this is just something that people that i've heard people do and i've heard people actually cracking a rib from doing that so that's something that i wouldn't recommend but if you're just doing a little bit of rolling you know forwards and backwards to kind of release uh, tension in the thoracic spine i think that that can be great again you know see how how it 
it makes you feel. If you're going to stay there for long periods of time, I'd rather you use a yoga bolster or or something softer, right, where you're not going to um, put too much pressure on. Yes. Oh, no, that sounds pain, painful. Adisa, yes, <laughs> definitely it, uh, it, it is painful. And I'm not saying don't want to put fear in your in your mind, of course. It's just I think people are sometimes not listening to their bodies, basically. And that's obviously what happened. And they've overdone it. And they maybe had some, you know, maybe they had osteoporosis. Uh, maybe they had some weakness already. And then, you know, that that obviously didn't work for them. In which case, again, I would try something a little bit softer. Good. Is anyone still not finding that link um let me know i'm hoping that you found the link for the for the free webinar i hope you can join me for that and um, i've got one more point for our for our tips for the for the home practice and those of you who have been following me for a while you know what i'm gonna say um it's obviously don't skip your relaxation and don't skip shavasana um and this is this is very important and for me definitely if i only have time to practice one pose it's going to be shavasana it's going to be relaxation okay krista said she found it had to close the chat okay yeah so that that might be why then excellent good so um hoping to see you as well crystal in the in the in the webinar on sunday um yeah and that's really what i wanted to cover today and i'm hoping that you found this useful let me just close this comment here so find some time make a commitment to yourself um make it a nice space make it a nice practice space have all your your props and everything ready um bite-sized practice is better than a huge full-on one and a half hour yoga practice but you're doing it consistently so one pose maybe it's two poses maybe it's three poses but you're doing them every day think about what you want to practice take some familiar ones some some uh, poses that you know that are going to leave you feeling good and then experiment as well right try something new try something that you haven't tried before keep your it's the it's the connections from the brain to the body they're very very important and they kind of if we only do the same thing mm, that's the only connections that you're going to have so for the brain it's really important that you do something new and for the body as well so don't be afraid to experiment um if you want if you need help to to practice safely and this is what we're talking about the webinar on sunday come and watch that and at the end the last one don't skip your relaxation don't skip your shavasana which again practice transformation there is a big focus on relaxation and shavasana and the importance of it for um pain relief as well you know there is a measurable or there is a link or there can be a link between back pain and the amount of stress that you might have um so 
it's really important to learn how to relax. And some sometimes that is kind of the hardest thing um, for people to learn. Good, lovely. Thank you, everyone. This was it was nice. Thank you, uh, Crystal, Adisa, uh, Chandra Praka, and Linda. Of course, Teresa was here. So thank you all for participating, for asking all your amazing questions. Next week, we are. I'm going to be in my practice space, so I'll be talking about escurf scoliosis and maybe some adaptations, and we can I can show you some yoga poses, which I can't do here in my office. Um, but yeah, hope you can join me for that. And maybe I see some of you on Sunday. Bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.